Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. I do want to welcome our online viewers, those of you that are listening on the podcast during the week. Hope Covenant, would you put your hands together for our online viewers and listeners? It's good to have you. We say it every week. We count you a part of this family. And if you're ever in the Charlotte area, stop on by. We'll make you feel right at home, won't we, Hope Covenant? Hey, let's, uh, let's stand our feet this morning. I know a lot of you are like, why, why, why? Well, just because we're going to honor the Lord. We're going to reverence him. And I believe we're going to leave changed and encouraged and provoked and challenged and all the good stuff this morning. Father, we just lift our hands to you. We surrender to you this morning. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're speaking to us. Lord, as we talk about this topic of trusting God, which every one of us, whether we admit it or not, have had moments where we deal with trust issues. Lord, speak to us this morning that we would leave knowing more than ever who we are as sons and daughters of you, as king's kids. Father, we thank you for that, and we declare your goodness and your greatness. We declare a confidence in this room this morning of who we, can, who we are in you and that we can come boldly before your throne and trust you no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the situation. We trust you and we declare that this morning right out of the gate that we trust you. Even if we're dealing with trust issues and that's a statement of faith, we put it out there, believing in things that are not yet seen and we thank you for your goodness. In the mighty name of Jesus, would you boldly yell out, I agree. I agree. Good. If you would be seated. The Lord is here. I felt the Lord this morning. Jason, it's good to have you here this morning. Don't want to call you out, but I want to call you out. Just good to have you here. Jason's our friend. Good to have you this morning. Trusting God. I want to give you a couple scriptures this morning. I want to look to the word. And the first one's going to be Psalms 37. I'm going to read verses three to seven. I want to Read from scripture. I'm going to give you seven points later on, but I want to read from scripture about what the Bible says about trust and what the Bible says about not trusting God. Psalms 37 verses three to seven says, trust in the Lord and do good. I could put a period there. We can all go out to lunch. That's it. Message right there. Just trust the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, I'm going to put a period here and stop here. I have for years, and I've talked about this before, but I want to, want to encourage you with this because the Lord has even recently dealt with me on this, about the desires of my heart. I used to interpret that to mean that what I want, I'm going to get. What I now understand is that what God desires, if I'm in his presence, will become my desires. So his agenda and his lordship is within question there if we're holding back from what God desires and we're putting our desires over his desires. Literally, when you are in his presence, you become like him, which means you take on his heart, which means that you know how his desires above yours. I've given you the practical example of I didn't want to come to Charlotte ever. I thought my life would be spent in Texas where we were called to for a season, but how many of you know seasons come and go and God changes things? In fact, I could tell you that one thing that will never change is change. 
God will change. Just when you decide you're going to get comfortable, God will go, oh, okay, cool. Let me change that up for you. Liz and I, we like to decorate. We love to decorate. And one of the things that we like to do is every once in a while, we rearrange the furniture. I want to give you a word today. God is rearranging the furniture for some of you right now. He's putting the couch over here and the love seat over here and this over here. And you're going, I don't even recognize this room anymore. I'm running into things. What's going on? There's a change coming. Everybody say that out loud. There's a change coming. That's a good word right there. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. I love this right here. Everybody say, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And I'm going to stop right there on that verse. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. I struggle with that. Strivers, achievers, we struggle with this. Being still and waiting patiently for the Lord. But there's something that happens in the waiting period. There's a, there is a marinating of character and things that's spoken to us in that season. The secrets of God happen in the waiting. Why would you want to skip the secrets of God? You go, well, I just want this to happen. And God knows that. But is that the desire of his heart? See, his timing is all about his heart. And we need to trust his timing because he's perfect and his timing is perfect and his ways are perfect. Everything about the nature of him is perfect. I'm a perfectionist. So why wouldn't I just fall in love with the Lord? Who's the perfect one? Isn't it amazing that as perfectionists, we do everything but cling to the perfect one. That is so dumb. I'm talking to myself, just in case you think I'm talking down to you. I am preaching to me this morning. You happen to be here. (laughs) Psalms 40, verse 4. Blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. I added a few blessings. Comes to those who love and trust the Lord. They will not fall away, for they refuse to listen to the lies of the proud. Can I tell you, it keeps you out of sin when you trust in the Lord. It keeps you out of doing things in your own strength. It keeps you from birthing an Ishmael. That's another message another time. It keeps you from birthing the wrong thing is what that means. It keeps you from being in the wrong moment at the wrong time. It's a life or death situation trusting in God. Because there's life when you trust him and there's death when you don't. Right? We're just stating the obvious this morning. Or maybe it's not that obvious. Common sense is not that common anymore. Can I get an amen? Proverbs 28, verse 26. I love this one. This, the passion just like says it. Self-confident know-it-alls will prove to be fools. Be encouraged this morning. <laughs> I read this and I went, I'm a fool. I'm just being honest with you. I've been a self-confident know-it-all. Because I've told God how it's supposed to go before anybody been there. And God's looking down going, you self-confident know-it-all. Would you chill? I've got this. And it would be so much easier if you would stop kicking. When I change Hope's diaper, I, I give all the kid analogies now that I'm a dad. If she would just stop kicking, I could get the diaper on so much easier and so much faster. But she's all kinds of antsy. Right, Hope? 
who's staring at me right now. I wonder how many of us, God's trying to change some things, and we're just kicking. And if we would just chill out, he can get our diaper on and we can move on. <laughs> be encouraged this morning. Self-confident know-it-alls prove to be fools. But when you lean on wisdom from above, not knowledge, wisdom from above, wisdom goes beyond knowledge. Wisdom from above, that's the anointing right there. Self-confident know-it-alls prove to be fools. But when you lean on the wisdom from above, you will have a way to escape the troubles of your own making. You will have a way to escape the troubles of your own making. How many of you made trouble for yourself before? You've gone, where's the escape? My God, is this a knapsack? How do I get this off? I've gotten myself in a trap. What, what do you do when that moment comes? How do you do an about face? You just repent. You say, Lord, I've been doing this in my own strength. I give it to you. And he quickly puts you back on track. Because repentance isn't a dirty word. It's a wonderful word. He wipes the slate clean, doesn't even remember it. Listen, now we're talking about this, that part of our trusting in God is we've got to wipe the, the slate clean and stop looking back and start looking forward because vision is forward. Stop ruminating on the problems of the past and start moving forward. Maybe that's where your trust issue is. You got to wipe the slate clean and look forward. Visionaries looking forward. Jeremiah 17 verse 5. This is what the Lord said. Cursed is the one who trusts in man. Huh. Cursed is the one who trusts in man. Think about that. Some of us are trusting in ourselves and we're wondering why this feels cursed. Stop trusting in you. Who draws strength from mere flesh and whose hearts turn away from the Lord. And that's what ends up happening. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. I've seen so many people who are trusting in their own strength and things don't work out. They blame God. They get irritated. They fall away from God. And they're like, Lord, where are you? And he's like, I, I didn't speak that to you. That was not me. That was you. And so you ended up in the snare and you didn't know how to get out. Now he's gracious and loving and kind and he'll assist you in a way out. There is a way out. I, I don't, I'm not looking to create condemnation, but I am looking to, to see the Holy Spirit convict some hearts here this morning. Yeah. That you're headed in the wrong direction because you're doing things in your mere flesh. Proverbs eleven twenty eight. keep trusting in the riches and you'll go down in your riches. Keep trusting in your riches and you'll go down. But the lovers of God rise up like flowers in the spring. You see the warnings there about not trusting in the Lord? And today, I want to give you seven reasons why you should trust God. And the first one is probably one of my favorites. The last one's pretty good, too. They're all good. There's, all these seven points are good. But God always sees the big picture, the bigger picture. He sees the big picture. He sees the bigger picture. Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And I'm going to pause right there. How many of you know God always completes what he starts? You're a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. We're all works in progress. Thank God that we're in progress. Because Lord knows I got a way to go. You should see yourself progressing along the way, though. Before we even knew who we were, God knew us and he has a destiny on each of our lives. Right. And he's not done. He's just starting. Your best days are ahead. 
if you're nearing retirement, your best days are ahead. If you're just starting, your best days are ahead. If you just graduated college, your best days are ahead. But we've got to trust the Lord and lay down our agendas and say, God, what is your heart? Not my agenda, but your agenda. What do you want to do in and through me? And if you would put God first, it's amazing how he'll orchestrate every single thing, both in the spirit and in the natural. It's powerful. The second, God always cares for you. First Peter 5, 7. And I read this last week and I want to read it again. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I love the passion translation. Put, put out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there for he always tenderly cares for you. Some of you are questioning, God, do you care about the situation? And God's going, yes, and there's a breakthrough coming, but I'm trying to get your attention. And this is the only way for me to do it. He works all things together for the good according to those that love him. I'm not saying God creates every situation we walk, we walk through, but he does work those situations for our good if we surrender to him. He will work it for your benefit. And you know, the squeeze... When we feel the squeeze, there's amazing innovation and creativity that comes sometimes from moments of not feeling breakthrough. Some of the best songs, for example, are written out of moments of brokenness. When we don't know what to do, what song is God creating in this season for you? What song is God trying to breathe into your life that you can do what only you can do when you're relying on God? You have to trust what he's up to. You have to trust what you're looking at. You're going, this moment stinks. I can't wait to get through this. And that's okay to feel that way. But trust God in the process because it's a process. Number three, God won't leave you or forsake you. Deuteronomy 31, 6, be strong and courageous. That's a command. We've talked about this the past couple weeks. We've been talking about these messages are all connecting. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. I want to say this to somebody who's dealing with a spirit of fear over the situation that you're looking at. Do not be afraid. Be strong and courageous. Trust in the Lord with everything in you. Don't be afraid or terrified of, uh, because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. He's right there. God hasn't fallen off of his throne because we've got issues or challenges, or struggles because of sin in your life that you're dealing with. He hasn't fallen off of his throne, and he loves you just as much now as he did before that sin. It's the beauty of God. He's kind. He's compassionate. Just access his presence. Go in with repentance and a clean heart, clean hands and a pure heart. Access him on the mountain. He'll meet you, and he'll move the mountain. Number four, God fights for you. Man, the Holy Spirit is advocating and cheering you on and God is fighting for you right now. Some of y'all need to put the, the gloves away and stop fighting on your own and let God do the fight for you. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Put your gloves away and stop fighting. You can contend, that's cool. That means you can, you can go in and you can make your request. God, I thank you that you're doing that. That's cool, but, but stop fighting. The fight's already won. The battle's already won. You have victory. That's good. Exodus 14, 14, Moses said this to the Israelites. 
The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. There's that still word again. You only need to chill out and rest. You only need to just wait on the Lord. There's that word wait. We don't like that word, but wait on the Lord. Trusting and waiting go hand in hand. It's a marriage. Trusting and waiting in God. Number five, God has big plans for your life. One of my favorite scripture verses, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They're plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Some of you are lacking hope. You're worried about your future and you're going, God, I just want to know what your plans are. I know you know them, but it would be nice if I knew them, right? It'd be nice if you would show me. Again, we've talked about this so many times that the secrets of God are heard in close proximity. So the best thing you could do is get close to Holy Spirit in this moment and say, Father, okay, it's good that you know those plans. Now, would you share them with me? And you may go in a few directions that you're like, what in the world? Why am I going around this mountain? But God has something he's trying to get through to you in this moment if you'll cling to him. If you want to stop going around the same mountain over and over and over again, talk to the Lord and even tell him about the mountain struggle. Lord, if I see that bush one more time on this mountain journey, I'm going to puke. I've been there. I've been there. And God goes, I get it. I get it. But I'm even going to use your puke to try to get something across to you. And he's not going to rub your face in your puke. So don't worry about it. It's all good. But we've got to trust God in this process, even when it looks like insanity. And we, we're, we're doing this. It's like, Lord, are we really doing this again? And he's going, well, may, you know, maybe if you would listen to me, you would get my plans. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to heap condemnation on any of you. I'm just saying, if you want to change your situation, change your situation. And cling to the Lord and listen to the voice of Holy Spirit. Instead of doing and complaining and whining and hanging out in the wilderness. Ask God, Lord, what do you want to do? And I thank you for the breakthrough before I see it. Now that's a moment of faith that he can respond to. God has bigger plans for your life. Six, you can always count on God's word. God says that that settles it. So everything we just spoke about. About his promise and how we could trust in him. We talked about his promises a few weeks ago. You can cling on to those things and count that as gospel because it's his word. You can always count on his word. Second Peter 3 verse 9. The Lord is not slow. I want to stop right there. The Lord is not slow. Believe it or not. He's not slow in keeping his promise. As some of you understand slowness, in other words, God's timing and our timing are two different things. We think it's slow. He goes, no, no, if you would only understand how fast I'm actually doing things that you don't understand. In the Saturday moment before the resurrection, there was a lot of things happening. There's a lot of things happening right now. Can I give you a word this morning for those of you that feel like you're at a standstill? There's a lot of things happening. They're happening in the background and they might be happening in you before they happen through you, but there's a lot of things happening. And he's not slow. His timing is perfect because he's perfect. So if you're a perfectionist looking at this moment, lay it down and submit it to the Lord and understand his timing is perfect. He's not slow. He's never early and he's never late. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. Some of you understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, 
Notice, it's not that you're patient with him. He's patient with you. You're the sheep, remember? Lord, what are you doing? I don't understand. And he's the good shepherd going, well, if you just trust me, every time I nudge you with, you know, he's not going to beat you with the stick. He's going to nudge you a little bit. Some of us might need a beating. (laughs) I read a thing on social media this week. Man, if, if Paul saw the church today, we'd be getting a letter. We need a letter. We need a letter. The church has been doing things in our own strength and obsessed with the production of church for too long. And God's trying to get our attention right now. It's not that the Lord's not speaking. He's speaking very clearly. The question is, are we trusting and are we listening to what he says? And when he says it, are we skipping over it like some kind of a tweet? Whatever Twitter is called now, some kind of an X, whatever. I don't even know what it's called anymore. Are we skipping over it because that's our generation or are we taking it? Because this, this Bible is an all or nothing book. We were just talking in the back about even ministers who are falling away from things that are just scriptural principles that we were all raised on. And, and it's like, well, you know what? You cannot conveniently create a theology that fits your narrative. That's not trusting in the Lord. And I'm not going to criticize other ministers. I just want to look at God and hear you did good. Well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. It's going to be painful to trust his word and his lordship in moments that I'd rather do this. For what? For fame, for popularity, for Twitter. I mean, I, I saw another thing that was posted that it's uh, being famous on, on Instagram is like being rich with monopoly money. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. I got all the hotels. I'm awesome. You own nothing. You have paper. Can I say we're nothing without the voice and the agenda of the Lord? It's like playing a risk. I'm the king of the hill. This game's over in a couple hours. If you've ever played risk, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Instead, he's patient with you. He doesn't want anybody to perish. He doesn't want anybody to die. But everyone to come with repentance. Some of us today, the word of the Lord is repent for not trusting in the Lord. If you're looking at your calling right now and you're going, God, I'm not where I want to be. Well, you need to repent of even that thought because you're right where he wants you to be. He knows the exact timing of where you're supposed to be and when you're supposed to be there. Some of us, we need to repent for not trusting God's timing. You know, if this church is 50 people for the rest of my life, do I trust that God knows what he's doing? What is he saving me from in the know? That if I were there right now, it would kill me. What if we trusted God just that much? That we're exactly where we're supposed to be when we're right there and when we're in that moment. That's, boy, that's a blow to some of our pride. Well, that's a good thing because the proud is the one that the Lord resists. But, But he embraces the humble and by the way, promotes the humble. I'm going to read this out of the Passion. This means that, contrary to man's perspective, the Lord is not late with his promise to return as some measure lateness, but rather his delay simply reveals his loving patience towards you. Can I read that again? But rather his delay, some of what we look at as the delay, simply reveals his loving patience towards you for 
He does not want anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. I wonder if this moment that we're in is about us getting rid of all the stuff that we can't take into the season that he's destined for us. You can't go there. You can't get past the toll booth until you drop that off. What is God wanting you to drop off in this season that will catapult you into your destiny if you would be obedient and lay it down at the feet of Jesus? There was a whole lot more power in that than the amen that I got, but that's okay. God's doing this in me right now. I need you to drop this off at the pool and let it go and flush it. That is not for you. That is not for you. You can't take that into this season. You can't take that unbelief into this season. You can't take that striving into this season. Whew, that's easier said than done. But here's the cool part, and I'm going to wrap up with this, and we did it last week, and we did it the week before. God will always love you. No matter what you look like, no matter what sin you're carrying. God doesn't have needs. He doesn't need us, but he desires us because he loves us and he created you in his image and in his likeness. Jeremiah 31, verse 3, the Lord appeared to us in the past saying, have I loved you with an everlasting love? Have I drawn you with unfailing kindness? I'm so glad for his unfailing kindness. I'm so grateful for his unfailing kindness. I'm so grateful that he's patient with me because Lord knows, I mean, Liz and I, we can lose our patience with each other. <laughs> what is God doing right now? Think about your situation. Think about what you're not seeing right now that you want to see. And maybe God wants you to see differently. And he's trying to give you his vision and his perspective that is the direction and the narrative that is so much better. You're like, but I just want to see it. He'll show it to you in his timing. Even that is his timing of when you see the picture. I'm so tired of staring at this puzzle piece. I just want to see the full picture. Cling to Jesus and go, God, you could put that desire before him. I desire to really see the big picture. Lord, would you go ahead and just, I'm right here, open surgery. It's a dangerous prayer, but it's a beautiful prayer. Can I encourage you with this? Daniel, he slept in the lion's den, right? The lion's about to, you know, the usual lion would gobble you up and eat you and tear you to shreds. But Daniel, in that moment, went to sleep. Obedience is key. Some of you need to look at that and take notes on that. Peter, he slept in a prison. Some of you feel like you're in a prison moment right now. I just want to break out of this. I can't stand this moment that I'm in right now. I'm in a, I'm in a prison cell right now, I feel. I feel trapped in this moment. Peter slept in a prison. You're in a storm. I look at my checkbook. Oh, Lord Jesus, that felt like a dip. Got a little seasick right there. I look at my health challenges. I look at all these things that are in front of me. Jesus slept during a storm. Can I give you an assignment today as a pastor? Some of y'all need to go take a nap. And quit worrying. Yeah. Some of y'all need to go home and put your head on the pillow and say, Jesus, I trust you. I trust you. I trust that you've got this. I don't understand this moment. I don't have to understand this moment. I trust you. 
it's amazing what would happen if you would just go take a nap and give it to God. Say, Lord, I trust you that during this nap, I'm going to wake up and your answer is going to be there. And if it isn't, go take another nap. Catch up on your sleep because you've been striving too long instead of trusting. I'm preaching to me this morning. God wants you to be still. Take a chill pill, take a nap, and trust the Lord. Daniel slept in the lion's den. Peter slept in prison. Jesus slept during a storm. Seeing the correlation right there? So this morning, Father, in this Sabbath moment, we repent for striving. Lord, we're going to take a nap and trust that behind the scenes in what feels like a Saturday moment, there is a resurrection of your goodness and an orchestration of your heart and your plans that we desperately need revealed. This morning, we declare this, and I want you to say this so your ears hear it, even if it's a faith statement. You're like, I don't know that I really mean this, even if it's a faith statement. Say, Lord, I trust you. Say it again. Lord, I trust you. Some of you might be like the little train that thought he could. I trust in you. 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 You need to declare it till it becomes a reality and let your ears hear it. Repetition is revelation. Just go for it. I'm going to go prophetic this morning and tell you some things that I see. And I'm not going to call anybody out personally this morning. I'm going to give this word blanket statement over all of you who this is a word for you. Just go ahead and take it, put it in your pocket and wait on the Lord with it. Some of you, God already has everything. Well, all of us, he's already got it figured out. But some of you are thinking, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. Take a nap and stop doing and trust God. The answer is in your nap. The answer is in your nap when you stop striving. God so loves you, he's never gonna leave you. He's never gonna forsake you. He's not messing with you in this moment. He might be messing some things up in this moment, but he's not messing with you. He loves you. He's not, he doesn't work in riddles. That's not how God works. Trust him. Lord, we lay every, everything down, every need, every situation. We just declare we trust you. Lord, do what only you can do. Just say that to him. Lord, do what only you can do. In Jesus' name. If you believe that, would you put your hands together this morning? past three weeks, these messages have been so simple. God's been really messing me up with this, this thing about faith, and he's looking to stir up your faith. We need people who will walk by faith and not by sight. He's looking for a church who will do that. And it's amazing what he'll do on our behalf when we do that moment. Stop striving. So this week, go take a nap. That's the assignment. I love you guys. We're I'm done. I literally have nothing else to say. Go take a nap. Sunday afternoon nap. If you believe that, shout amen. You guys are dismissed. I'll see you here next week, 1030. Love you guys. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website 
hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.